All right, everyone, welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today, coming to you with a little bit of a different episode than normal. Uh, this is going to be a collaboration between myself and the Rich Mind Podcast and the All In Mindset Podcast with Justin Dorf and Greg Young. The two gentlemen have become really good friends of mine here in the last uh, few months. And I had the idea just a few short weeks ago to, hey, let's see if we can't go live. Literally, we go live and we just try to produce some content based on some of our interests, some of the things that we're working on, whether it's uh, relationships, whether it's business. Uh, this topic today was about building out a YouTube channel and what it takes to do that, how hard it actually is. Uh, Justin, we're Greg and I are peppering Justin with a lot of questions and he got really detailed on in some of the softwares that he use, the amount of time it takes to produce a video, and just a lot of nuggets of wisdom that if you have any inkling at all to start a YouTube channel, maybe you have a topic or maybe you're interested in, in getting on YouTube, this is going to be a great place to start. As I mentioned, he shares a lot of detailed information as far as some softwares, even some of the equipment that he's using to create his videos. He actually at the very end, I recommend hang on to the very end. This he drops some nuggets of wisdom right at the very end that uh, I think you're going to find very valuable. So go out there and find the All In Mindset podcast. Follow Justin Dorf, follow Greg Young. You can find Justin Dorf's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, just uh, It's spelled just like it sounds. So J-U-S-T-I-N-D-O-R-F-F. -F. If you put that into YouTube, it should pull up. And you'll be able to see the quality of content that he's producing. And as I mentioned, he'll share with you how much time it's taking, the pieces of equipment, the software, all the effort that it takes to build out a YouTube channel to that quality. And you're going to learn how to do that in today's episode. So I hope you find this valuable. If you would, uh, share it with your family and friends. And then also, if you could leave us a comment, uh, you can also rate and review uh, the podcast. You can go to my YouTube channel, just search for my name, Randy Wilson. And you can obviously check out the full uh, video. We recorded this in video, so you can check that out there as well. So have a fantastic day, and uh, let's jump in the episode. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design a life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. Yeah, so welcome folks. Uh, Justin Dorf, Greg Young, myself. <laughs> We've got the Rich Mind Podcast. We've got the All In Mindset Podcast, and it's kind of a little bit of a collaboration. We thought we would try to create some content based on all of our interests, right? I think we all have separate but similar interests, and I think that the collaboration together, I think will be super valuable for those that feel like and want to join us. So that's kind of why we decided to go this route and start creating some content. And so today... It's really, this is going to be the Justin show today. Oh, see, I don't want yeah. the Justin show. Oh, <laughs> you guys, signed up for? <laughs> you yeah. signed up for so the Justin show. That's what everybody's going to show And up everybody today. just drops off. Yeah. <laughs> so we know that's not true. But yeah, the idea today, though, was uh, the 
the guys had a episode they go into, and maybe we can talk about that real quick as far as kind of your guys' sequence with podcasting. I would love to at some point on one of these episodes go into what we do, how we do it, the steps to get things done as far as creating mm -hmm. the podcast. I think that would be super valuable to folks as well. But today, the idea was you had an episode Monday, mm -hmm. and I'm going to leave it there. I would love for you to kind of go into what that was. And that's kind of what spurred this idea for me to reach out to you guys and say, Hey, let's talk about this. Cause I think this would be super valuable. Uh, it pertains to YouTube, but we can apply it to so many different areas of your life. Yeah. Yeah. You can apply it to anything. So when I came up with the idea, uh, what's what triggered it is. So I've got this love hate relationship with marketing. Like I absolutely love marketing because I love the psychology that goes into it. And I love, you know, figuring out how to grab people's attention and get them to pay attention. But what I hate is when everybody abuses that skill in order to dupe and trick people into the promise of really fast short-term results and we all understand like everybody wants fast results like nobody's gonna buy a book that i publish just like how to lose 10 pounds in just 10 years like that book would not sell <laughs> unless there was like some you know weird premise behind the whole thing but so that's what triggered that episode's content and then of course i went into an example that i'm going through currently in terms of building a youtube channel uh, but like you said randy it applies to literally any long-term goal that you're working towards i think a lot of people end up giving up too soon because of i mean we can list out a whole world of different reasons you know whether it's expectations and not meeting those expectations um, but i think a big reason is it's just not understanding the amount of effort and time and consistency that needs to go into reaching any worthwhile goal because in today's day and age and for decades now we're constantly told that we can do this without doing anything you can barely lift a finger and all of your dreams will come true and that's where this idea for that that episode came from and i loved it Meaning as soon as I heard it, I was like, yes, that is super valuable because once again, it goes into so many different areas of your life. It can go into your health goals. It can go into your relationship goals. I mean, we, the both of us, we're both the three of us, but the two, you know, the two groups of us are trying to build out a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not a, you asked me before we jumped on and I didn't answer your question and, and I'll do you that. Didn't. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, didn't. I didn't. No, <laughs> and I'll answer that question. Yeah, I'll answer that question later on. But at the same time, we're all trying to grow something that is not a fast process it's right. a very slow process then it's it can be gr grinding and grueling i just saw just before we went live today justin you just released another episode mm -hmm. or i call them episodes you, uh, another video i mean mm -hmm. maybe to your channel so that's kind of what the idea was today with this uh process today i would love to go into a little bit of the the details the weeds yeah. of what it actually takes to do that. I think today's video was nine minutes or give or take maybe a couple seconds. Yeah. yeah. I actually just watched it and nice. I know. Yeah. So I know what it takes because I do a lot mm -hmm. of the editing of my own in the background and I don't do nearly as much detail work as you do. Yours are yeah. very, very good in my opinion because I've, I've watched so many different marketers and that kind of thing. But the point I want to bring that home with is that how much time it takes, but then you've got to consistently do it over yeah. and over and over yeah. with the goal in mind, but not quitting too soon. 
it's a, it's like that escape velocity, right? They talk about the mm-hmm. shuttle, right? And it takes so much energy to get that off the platform yeah. until it can get to the point where it's basically just operating freeform or, or free fall, right? Without even, you know, using much energy at all. So anyways, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of throw it over back to you, but that was kind of the idea of what I wanted to go in with the discussion today. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> do you want, you want me to talk specifically like what it takes to start to build a YouTube channel? So yes, I okay. would love, because I think the number one I'm interested in that I'm trying yeah. to build out a YouTube channel as well. Right. As I mentioned, I'm not as detailed as you mm-hmm. are with building out your channel. Mm-hmm. We've had discussions in the past with you've pointed out, do this, do this. And it was like mind blowing information. So I think number one, that that would be super valuable to those that are catching us live or those are yeah. going to listen to this on the replay and yeah. yeah, high level stuff like softwares that you use the amount of time that it takes to create a nine minute <laughs> video versus a three minute video versus us. Uh, you know, the reels are very popular today, right? The TikTok yeah. type style. Yeah. So yeah, any, anything like that, uh, I think will be super valuable. Those that are listening to us today, but then after that, then I want to go into, okay, the reality of yes. And just, you got to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going to the point where you're going to hopefully hit at some point yeah. and uh, make an impact that you're really trying to do. Yeah. And now I feel kind of guilty because I feel like anybody who's out there thinking, man, it would be fun to start a YouTube channel. It is a lot of fun. I'm not trying to deter you from doing that. I just want to set again this. I'm like the anti-marketer. I'm not going to tell you, all you got to do is post some videos and people will come flocking to you. It's (laughs) so much more involved than that. And, and, and I like sharing this stuff because I didn't understand it when I first started and I wish people had have told me how involved it really is. You were asking about the time that it takes. Now, obviously, it's going to take varying levels of time depending on how comfortable and familiar you are with the content that you're creating and then also what kind of content you're creating. To go live like this, like you can go live on YouTube. I think, Randy, you're live on your channel right now. This doesn't take a whole lot of preparation because it's just a conversation. If people are looking for that type of content, this and and this is perfect that Sean just commented here <laughs> um, because I was thinking of Sean when you asked me that question because I'm sitting here saying like for m- my experience building a YouTube channel is a very slow grind. Sean, I was going to bring him up. He's been like experiencing phenomenal growth. I tell I talk to him like every day now and I tell him this all the time like why I think he experiences so much great growth is because he goes live. He has conversations for a very specific audience that's looking for help with what he knows about. And he's very genuine and authentic and people can see that and feel that when he's presenting. So let me take a step back. I got excited because I saw Sean pop up and Sean's like, yeah, Sean's like my hero. He's, he's like crushing it on YouTube. He's been doing it for like, I don't know, five, six months, and he's at like 12,000 subscribers now. So he's absolutely, but he's a great example of Sean is an outlier. And if you compare yourself to Sean and you're like, I've been doing YouTube for five months and I don't have 12,000 subscribers, well, there's a bunch of different reasons why that might be the case. So the first thing that I will say when it comes to YouTube that I see, I made a lot of mistakes with in the beginning and a lot of the people that I collaborate with and talk with nowadays in the YouTube space, this applies to podcasting as well, is when you sit down and come up with the idea for the content, 
are you thinking about yourself first? Or are you thinking about the audience? Because a YouTube channel, a podcast, even a post that you put on Facebook, if you're trying to draw attention, it's about the audience. It's who can you serve? Who can you help with this content? And a lot of mistakes I see people making is creating really, really selfish content. It's like, I'm going to film myself on my phone talking about whatever I want, not even thinking like, who really cares? Like nobody cares. You don't have a million followers. Maybe when you get to, you know, 10 million followers, you can post whatever the crap you want and people will still watch it because you have the audience now. But when you're growing an audience, it has to be specifically for those people. So that's the first thing that might deter some people from so, YouTube. So if you don't mind, you mind if I interject every now and then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise I'll that? just keep rambling and lose yeah. my voice. So <laughs> the, I, or the thoughts that are going through my mind are like keyword research, right? Yes. For specific, yeah. I assume that that's what you're talking about. Narrowing yes. down your, you know, you have an idea, right? It's like yours is fitness and weight loss, mm -hmm. right? And I'm kind of just generalizing that, right? Yeah. So if it's different than that, let me know. But that's kind of what I see you. So taking that broad scope and then narrowing it down as far as you can in through keyword research. And then are there tools and all that that you use to kind of figure that out? I do. Yeah. So I use vidIQ to do keyword research. I also do just kind of like autocomplete autofill with YouTube and Google because YouTube is owned by Google. So if I'm sitting around one day and I'm like, I would love to create a video on like, for example, Sean here on the carnivore diet, I type in carnivore diet to YouTube and I see what auto completes and that'll give you some ideas. Then I go to vidIQ and uh, that that then gives me all of these different types of keywords and I can choose which ones have high competition, low competition, high search volume, low search volume. That gives me a little bit more insight into is this video actually worth my time to create? Because before I started diving this deep into it, it was again, it was just like I kind of just explained. It's like, well, I feel like making a video about how to do a 48 hour fast this week. Let's do it and see if anybody watches it. But if nobody's searching for that content, I'm going to spend hours creating this video and then I get 30 views and I'm like, oh, I suck. I want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Of course, of course. So then do you do you script out your videos or do you I, just take it and generalize? You know, you have keywords in mind and that's almost like a personal question because I'm curious on that part. Yeah, I personally do a lot of scripting for my videos. Now for like this live here, there's no script right. uh, because it's just question and answer. And that's why I say like going live gives you a, a lot of positives and a lot of negatives as well. It's a different set of skills to go live on YouTube and draw an audience uh, versus creating a final packaged edited video that each line, like I'm not even joking, each line in probably the last two months, maybe a month and a half of my videos is strategically selected so i go through my script at the very end and i'm like i pull out the stuff that's like this is just me talking so it's nothing like this live stream here where i'm just blah, 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 blah. like everything in there is like what value does this sentence bring to the person who's you know paying me with their attention to watch this video wow it, it's very detailed 
Yeah. And so I, once again, I don't think people will even realize how much effort it takes to. It takes a crap ton for me. Yeah. It does. Crap ton, a crap, a metric, a metric crap ton. <laughs> a metric crap ton, folks. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So the and we're talking. I've seen your videos as short as like a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. all the way up to like I said, I just watched one that was nine minutes and some change, right? So yeah. we're not talking about small time information, right? And then the yeah. amount of effort that it takes to get that content produced is is that's that's super cool to even know that you're doing it to that level. That's super yeah. cool, Justin. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's a whole process. That's where you start is with the research. It's like, you got to ask yourself, is this topic, is this big idea worth my time creating? Because once you decide to go in on it, it is going to take you a considerable amount of time because once you decide, okay, this is my next video topic. Now I got to do the research for it. Right. And you can go all different angles of, I mean, just pick one topic. You could make a hundred different videos on one topic easily. So it's like, what's the main point? What's the one main point that you want to get across to the person who's going to watch this video? And then you got to script it out or you could just bullet point it if you're really good on the fly, right? Bullet, bullet point it, script it out, record it, edit it, thumbnail, title. Usually I create the thumbnail and the title anymore before I even come up with the script because that's the hardest part I've found with YouTube is getting people to click on it. I don't want to spend 10 to 15 hours on a video if nobody's going to click on it anymore. Like I'm, and that, I, <laughs> and that's mainly you're saying because of the title and because of the thumbnail. It's, it's, it's the, th- it's the three main things is it's the, what I call the packaging of the whole thing. It's the big idea. What's the actual topic of the video the title of it, and then the thumbnail. The thumbnail and the title together are what kind of like stop people while they're scrolling on their phone or on their computer. But the big idea directs the title and the thumbnail. And I like to do the thumbnail and the title first because again, like if I say I want to do a video on intermittent fasting, right? Like what's the actual title? Because the title is going to dictate what's actually in the video. Because the last thing you want to do is be like, Here's uh, how to lose 40 pounds in the next 90 days with intermittent fasting. And then so they're like, oh, I want to do that. And they click on it. And then right off the bat, I'm talking like, I've been intermittent fasting for the last 10 years. And I'm going to show you how to lose 40 pounds with intermittent fasting. But first, let me explain to you what I did (laughs) yesterday when I was riding my bike in the neighborhood. Like people are going to click off because I'm not delivering on what I promised the video was going to be understand so then the, the title do you use vidIQ for that as well how do you determine what that is oh this has been a process so there's a really good guy out there um his name is Jake Thomas and his niche specifically is YouTube titles these titles though this applies to like email marketing to podcasting it's not just YouTube it's just good marketing and I've been following him for probably a little over a year and it took about eight months of just consistently looking at what titles make me stop and click what titles work for other people and after a while you start to pick up the patterns and determine this would be a good title for a video this would be intriguing and build curiosity so is this jake thomas is he on audio is it video where are you following him at uh 
Uh, so I subscribed to his newsletter. I also okay. purchased a couple of his um, like lower level programs, like an online course and stuff where he just kind of goes over like 300 different video titles. Um, so there's, there's formats and structures that you can kind of follow um, and, and different nuances that almost always apply. Like people love numbers. Um, people love verses, uh, those types of things. But, yeah, I think I've got I picked up a lot from following him and a lot just from scrolling YouTube, what emails make me open up. I even this I'm so weird. Like I said, I have a love hate relationship <laughs> with marketing. So when I go to the grocery store, I'll look at the front cover of those stupid magazines that I shouldn't say that if anybody out there reads the stupid magazines, <laughs> I apologize. I read them, too, because the titles are usually really clickbaity. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. And I want to know what is so baiting about the structure and the format of that title is like, what makes you stop and be like, Oh, I got to read about how, you know, Kate's mad at Prince William or whatever. Is that even who she's married to? That's terrible. If it is. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. you know what I mean? I know what you mean, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure about that answer. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then your, uh, your thumbnails, can you talk about that? Because yours are very, you know, I, I do thumbnails, at times i'm curious where you do them at and where mm -hmm. you get the ideas even for that right because once again they're at a very high level i can only imagine how much time it takes to even create a single thumbnail for a video yeah thumbnails is like the bane of my existence right now that's the thing that i feel the least good at um and they take me a considerable amount of time right now because i usually come up with like five different ones and then once i decide on one tweaking it until i'm finally like oh that's good and then i post it and nobody clicks on it and like oh, i still suck at this but i create them all in canva simply because um, i use canva for a lot of my b-roll footage anyway um, and i don't if if i were willing to step out and learn another new thing at this very moment maybe in the in the next several months i will i would use uh, photoshop because photoshop can make much crisper things but what i found is there's some adjustments that i do within canva that make them pop a little bit more so you're gonna have to share with me or if you can well yeah. maybe we'll do a canva tutorial one of these times you can even share with me <laughs> what that even is because i use yeah. canva as well yeah. I'm probably not as proficient of it, even, even probably as yourself, but yeah, that's, that's super intriguing. So well, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the the video that you just clicked on the thumbnail that you mm -hmm. saw there, that was, I mean, you see, it was the same background all and I used the same chair. Mm -hmm, yeah. I used an iPhone and I just put it in cinematic mode. Mm -hmm. And, um, the reason it looks so the, it, the reason it looks the way it does and it doesn't look like just a picture like right now is because I make adjustments to the contrast and the saturation. I put some elements behind that you wouldn't even recognize. So like I'll put like a glow behind it and stretch it out. So it makes me pop even more off of the background or whatever element I want to stand out the most. Like I'll increase the sharpness and the clarity and the brightness of it. So when you are scrolling like the first thing you see is the item that is the main focus of that thumbnail does that make okay. sense yeah it does so yeah. it just takes time to learn the settings to even know where to even go to begin but it's just it's probably playing around with it as well right yep. trying to figure out what works and what doesn't what pops what doesn't pop yep exactly that's that's super cool. So yeah. I was thinking of Greg. Do you have any questions, man? I'm just hogging this whole thing. Sure. Actually, actually I was one. gonna I was gonna ask real quick on that uh, setting. 
um, for your pictures, the way you talk about the contrast and everything. Is there like a setting that you can like set it and forget it and it does it every time? Or do you have to basically do that for every single picture that you do? For every single picture, um, I select the picture and then I go in and I'll tweak the little knobbies that's the technical term is knobbies <laughs> of the the different elements i mean because some things like if you increase the sharpness too much it makes it look really grainy mm -hmm. so there are some fine adjustments but it's like anything right it's just like what we do with our podcasting the first time you went to your platform and uploaded your podcast or wrote the description for your episode. It took you a lot longer than it takes you now. Mm -hmm. Those things like adjusting the contrast and the saturation and the sharpness of that doesn't take me any time at all. Like what takes me the most time is figuring out, will this actually make somebody click on it? Is this actually what the video is about because again like you want the title and the thumbnail to be it, at least this is how i operate and i could be wrong there's other people that don't do this but this is how i do it i want the title and the thumbnail to be click baity but i don't want it to be clickbait right like i my video will deliver on the promise of the title and the thumbnail and therefore it's not clickbait but it's clickbaity in that somebody sees it and they're like, oh, I need to watch that. So just the idea of just good marketing, right? Yeah. Try, trying to use good marketing principles, but you're yep. marketing a product or your, you know, your information that is going to deliver, like you said, on the message that you're, you're promising within the description that you're trying to give. Yep, absolutely. So you mentioned B-roll and I just, mm -hmm. in case someone's listening and that, I mean, I, they might know what that term is or anything like that. Can you kind of just, what does that mean? And you said you use Canva for that versus, mm -hmm. and we'll maybe go into some of the details as far as like the, uh, uh, the pieces of equipment that you actually use, mm -hmm. right? I know you're mobile, like you're moving every month. And so you've yeah. got to have things. Yeah. So you've got to have things like ready to move at any moment's notice. Right. So, uh, but first, yeah, just the B roll comment as far as mm -hmm. what that is. Um, yeah, what you use it for, that kind of thing. I'm just curious. Yeah, so like if I'm doing a video that's reporting on a new research article, for example, and I'm like, so-and-so from this study group said this, the B-roll would be if I bring the study up and start scrolling through it and circling things on it. Or if I'm sitting here and saying, I use Canva for editing. Now the B-roll could be, it pops up me sitting in front of my computer using Canva would be B-roll. So the A-roll is the actual scripted out video. The B-roll just supports and supplements it. So I use Canva primarily as well as what's built into my editing software. I have done B-roll that's myself. So like I have a video where I go to Sheets like that big gas station convenience store. And I pick out like, these are the good snacks to get. These are the terrible snacks to get. And I shot all of the B roll, but the script and the voiceover is the A roll. And that's just, so once again, thinking about the process to get that done. Good. It's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Justin, I know. That's and that's the thing is like, people are just wow. like, Oh, I want to start a YouTube channel because I've got an idea. I'm like, good luck. <laughs> you know, I want you to do it, but just yes. know going into well, everybody it, should. There's right? a everybody lot should more be online, but yeah. if you want to do it to a level that's, I would say, better than most, it's going to require a lot of effort and a lot yeah. of time. I yeah. guess that's maybe the story that, or that's the uh, what we're trying to express today. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I see my finished products, and I'm like, 
I still think they're so bad compared to what I want to be able to do one day, you know? So, so but do you, it surely can't be because of effort. Do you think, is it equipment? Is it software? What is it? That's the difference. Do you think it, 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 I'm sure you've done it enough times now and even probably can't even be delivery. I mean, what, what do you think the answer is? I honestly, I think it's just repetitions is the more, more, more you do time. it. Yeah. The more you do it, the quicker you're going to get at it. And the more things start to make sense to you without having to try so hard. It's just like any skill. It's like what I just said with the titles, right? Like in the beginning, my titles were garbage. I would try so hard. I would find good titles and I would just substitute a couple of words and be like, I think this is going to work because it worked for them. But after a year of reviewing this stuff over and over again, titles for me, and again, I'm not saying I'm an expert or anything, but titles for me, like there's people who come to me and, and pitch me their titles and I can make them better really quick. Thumbnails, I suck at thumbnails. And editing, I'm okay at editing, but the, I see other people's videos and I'm like, chew, like I wish I could do that, you know? So do you need to try to hire some of that out at some point or is it? Absolutely. Do you? Yes, absolutely. I will. The thing is, is I'm still in this, I'm still early on, right? Like I'm probably going to hit a thousand subscribers this month. I say probably I'm certain I'm going to hit a thousand this month. So um, folks, if you're listening and watching Justin Dorf on YouTube, spelled just like it is here on the screen, yeah. you listen to this on, on a, uh, a podcast episode, because we might chop this up and make, create some podcasts out of this as well. So Justin Dorf, J-U-S-T-I-N-D-O-R-F-F on youtube let's go follow justin and get him well over a thousand <laughs> yeah let's get him to two thousand and more right that'd be yeah. awesome well yeah and in general it typically takes people 12 to 18 months to get to a thousand subscribers out of all the people that are in the one um, program that i'm in and just from following blogs and everything like if you type in how long does it take to get to a thousand subscribers the average is 18 months which is why i was so pumped when sean jumped on here because Dude, when I met him, he was at 8,000 subscribers and he had been doing it for like three or five months. It's insane. That's quick. That's yeah. Quick. So, I was so like, dude, is, how did you do this? Yeah. So <laughs> what was his answer to that question? That was my question. What did he do differently that, you know, nobody else is doing or was it just he hit a good stride or um, what are your thoughts on that? I've got my own hypotheses and I, I've you know, run these by him as well. I don't think he would disagree with them. And I don't know if he has any further insights now. I don't think he's still on here uh, right now. I think it's a combination of multiple things with why he was so successful. Um, he has an amazing hook, which is his actual story. So mm -hmm. he lost 269 pounds in like 15 months. And People love that stuff. Like people absolutely love the topic of massive transformation. Again, what, what did we start talking about in the beginning of this in a very short period of time, right? That's a very short period of time. So was, there was that component. The second component is that he did it doing the carnivore diet, which is a huge trending topic. If you go on Google Trends or even in vidIQ and you type in carnivore diet, it is this massively searched topic like people it's it's a trending topic everybody's looking like is this real like people are experiencing all these amazing results another thing that he did um that i think was really really good for his growth was he like we're doing collaborated with people that were much 
higher and had a much larger um, subs subscriber base than him. So like Dr. Ken Berry came on his live stream YouTube and Dr. Ken Berry's got like somewhere between two and three or four million subscribers. So anybody who's looking for Ken Berry could potentially now see Sean's video like Sean, because like I said, he's a very authentic, genuine, likable person. He's not out here just trying to get people to follow him for the sake of following him. He's actually the opposite. He's trying to help people. And they're like, I like him. And they hit subscribe and he just keeps growing. That's awesome. That's a great question. So the word that you used there that I'm really trying to hone in on in my own message is authenticity and being authentic, just really owning your own story and being yeah. okay with it, knowing that it's messy and we're all messy in, in a certain degree, right? But just really owning it and then not being afraid to talk about it to yeah. the point where using that then as a solution, right? You talked about being clickbaity, mm -hmm. but at the same time, yeah, if that's the message that's going to resonate with folks, you know, a, a kind of a hero, you know, Showing a beginning to an end, right? Even yeah. this YouTube channel, as you continue to get subscribers and succeed, that story of how you did it is going to be impactful. Yeah. It's just a matter of the process of getting to that point. That's the yeah. hardest part. Yeah, I think a big thing that I made a mistake with early on, and I see a lot of other people doing too, is because I'm a perfectionist too. Like I wanted to come across that I know everything and that I, I'm I'm got everything figured out. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. Like I said, I made it early on in the beginning too, because I want to present this perfectly polished version, but that perfectly polished version is not relatable to anybody else because anybody who's going to be drawn to you is at home thinking, yeah, well, he's been doing this for a long time and he's got all this help and he's got all this time. And like, if I just tell it how it is, somebody at home might be like, oh crap. I guess I could do that too. <laughs> and like, you know, we, like when Greg and I first met, like one of the things I was trying to work on, this is so, it's actually laughable now that I think about it. One of the things I was trying to work on when I first met Greg was saying, um, less when I spoke, <laughs> which if you've ever tried to do is, oh, it's so frustrating in the beginning because then you just start not talking at all because all you can think about is don't say, um, but the funny thing is, is sometimes saying, um, actually makes people like you more because it makes you more human, right? And and less perfect and polished. It's it's weird. It's so it's just strange psychology, but yeah. I believe that. Like I said, I think that we're moving towards that more so. I think the yeah. folks that are maybe put uh maybe at a higher level than than others with that that they always say don't compare your front of stage. Yeah. Or I might have that backwards, right? Don't compare your back of stage with somebody else's front of stage. I think yeah. that's how the way that sounds, right? Meaning these folks that seem to have it all polished and all it all figured out and all this stuff, you're trying to compare your mess that you're going through in your daily life to someone else when they're when they've got people and they've got stuff and they're they're fixing this and they're fixing that and they're taking out all the ums and all yeah. the yeah. You know, all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's just not real. And I think yeah. that reality and being authentic, I think that's gonna be something very crucial moving forward for mm -hmm. content creators such as ourselves big or small i don't think it yeah. really even matters i think that that's going to be what draws people into what your message really is yeah yeah i still think like number one is always 
the actual content itself. If I come on here and like, seriously, we've joked about this before too, for the first like two to three years of going on camera, I hated it because I've always thought my voice was terrible. Like I think my voice sounds like David Spade, <laughs> right? But you get used to it over time. I lost my train of thought. I know I had something decent to say there, but it completely <laughs> left the building. But you know what? I'm human too. <laughs> like I don't have a script here. I have no idea what I was about to say. <laughs> but that's what it's all about. And I guess yeah. maybe that's what I wanted to even express with that thought is that yeah. it is messy. And yeah, we do a few edits in the background, even with the podcast, right? You yeah. can take out some long pauses or even some mistakes. I, I say things wrong all the mm -hmm. time. You get tongue tied. You, you have a, just like you just did, right? Yeah. I could go in the background of a podcast or even a video and we can cut all that out and nobody would even know it even existed yeah you and me or the you know you me and oh yeah no one's watching but that's okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good right it's just fun and that's where yeah. i just thought that it would be a lot of fun to get on here and talk about that uh yeah. and and just realize that yeah just hit hit play hit record and just go for it yeah you gotta start somewhere you know it's it's not you're not gonna get anywhere if you don't get just get started just get yeah. started you're speaking I, my language, Randy, because uh, this morning we recorded a podcast and um, I wasn't feeling very well. I mid-sentence, I was like, I, I don't know where I was going with that thought. I, do I, just that said, all the time. I just said, stop, you're going to edit that out. I took like a second to like kind of regroup. And I do that. Yeah, we do it. I don't say all the time. I do it a little bit more than Justin. But um, yeah, it's just it's just the nature of the beast. And it, I'm totally cool with it. And even, you know, on these live things, like you said, like we're all human and um, but that's the beauty of the podcast versus going live and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it happens to me quite often. So, um, yeah, I don't try to be perfect. I don't even want to be perfect, honestly. Yeah. And I've shared this with you, Greg, you're getting better all the mm -hmm. time. I've listened since day one and you're getting better and better every episode with, you can tell you're getting more and more confident every time you've been showing up. I don't know how many edits are in the background. Cause I'm obviously I'm not, not seeing that, that but I would say that you are getting, you're exponentially better today than you were back in May or June mm -hmm. or whatever it was when you guys launched. So kudos mm -hmm. to you to at least just step on there and, and just keep going. Right. We just keep getting better, a little bit better. It's the reps that you talked about, Justin, that that's yep. what it takes. Yep. And if you're not willing to put in the reps, you're not going to necessarily get the results. And that's, I guess, the biggest message I wanted to share with, with the audience today, whoever's listening and watching. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a better way of putting it than how I started it off by saying like, here I'm, I'm going to deter you from starting YouTube. I don't want to <laughs> deter you from starting YouTube. I want you to know ahead of time what I didn't know and what a lot of other people I feel don't or are not aware of going into it is that it is a lot of work there are a huge amount of skills that you have to get better at but if you're the type of person that likes to get better at things and likes to learn new things and knows that you could differentiate yourself because you're willing to commit to a long game then that's why it's so addicting to me you know yeah. because i'll be doing this still in two years from now and everybody who's dropped off like it won't even matter anymore that's why it's super cool. So take just, we'll probably start wrapping this one up unless you guys have more things to talk about. But one of the things I was hoping for you to do, Justin, is can you just briefly just maybe, and I know you're not going to have a you know thing in front of you telling you exactly, but just list off some of the pieces of equipment, pieces of software. If someone is like literally listening to this and they're like, okay, I get it. It's going to be hard. It's mm -hmm. a, you know, it's months, it's years, whatever, but I'm, I've got a message and I need to share it. Yeah. I'm not afraid to get on camera. 
but I don't know which camera to get. I yeah. know I need a microphone, but I don't, you know what I mean? Can you just quickly, and it doesn't have to be like specific detail, but even just go look at this. I mean, the things that people would need to even get started. Yeah. I, I mean, the first question you want to ask is what type of content do you want to create? Because that'll then dictate if you just want to do live streams primarily like this, then the only equipment you need is a decent camera, a decent microphone and a streaming software like this. This is StreamYard. This is probably the one that's most recommended. It's very intuitive. I was messing around with it. I've used Restream, which is also pretty easy to use, but this one StreamYard is easier um, if that's how you want to do your content to start off because it's easy to create, then that's what you need. A camera, a microphone, a streaming software. If you're going to create videos that are more edited, like the ones that I do, then you're also going to need an editing software. And I always tell people, the one that I use is called Filmora by Wondershare. And I have it because it's, it's very easy. Is it spelled funky? Sometimes these names of these companies are spelled a little weird. Is <laughs> so that, it's is that Wondershare is okay. just the two words combined, Wondershare. Okay. And Filmora is just F-I-L-M-O-R-A. Got it. Thanks. Um, but what I always tell people is with an editing program, just pick one and there's going to be a learning curve and stick with it. A lot of people use DaVinci Resolve. A lot of people use Adobe Premiere. Um, I used Filmora simply because that was the first one I came across that had a bunch of the things that I wanted in it, and I haven't switched yet. Um, when it comes to a camera and microphone, there's tons of different routes you can go. Uh, if you're uncertain you're going to stick with it for the long term, I would go a cheaper route. Um, you can get a microphone that plugs in USB style. What I would say too is uh, check out Think Media or yeah, Think Media on YouTube and just type in Think Media best microphone for YouTube, best camera for YouTube. And they'll give you all these different options. There's really expensive cameras. There's really less expensive cameras, but in the beginning, I don't use, I don't use anything super fancy. A lot of my videos are shot with an iPhone because the camera of the iPhone is banging. You know, you don't need to buy another $1,200 camera because I've got a $1,200 iPhone, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and then, yeah. So the iPhone, I just wanted to say that as well. I'm trying to help my wife create some content and that's exactly what we're shooting it on is an iPhone yep. and then uploading it into the cloud on, on a computer. But after, that's after the fact, right? But yep. the iPhone camera and what the quality it produces is really, it's really super amazing what it actually can do with that thing that's just sticking right in your pocket every day, yep. everywhere we go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's especially cool. if you're shooting short form vertical content, you want right. to shoot directly on your camera because uh, that's the type of content that people are looking to consume when they're looking to watch reels or shorts um, is it's on your camera or on and your I know, phone. And I, this is kind of a same subject, but I know we're both kind of using different AI tools to kind of mm -hmm. create and help us with some of those clips. Is there a one that you're using specifically that you would recommend? I have used video. Um, in the past, I know there's a whole bunch of them that are the same. It's the, I don't know how all these companies are in business. They're all the same thing. Um, minor tweaks in each of them. The, the AI that I use most often is ChatGPT uh, to help me write the video descriptions for the videos. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like 99% of people who watch the video don't read the description anyway. And I just optimize the description for SEO and search. So... I have vid I have uh, Chat GPT write the rough draft for me, and then I go in and, and do the final version. So it saves me some time on the front end. 
That's super cool. I know there's oh. people that use it for the scripting of their videos as well. And like you mentioned, the titles, they it'll even give you thumbnail ideas, but I don't use it. I don't use it for that. I use Bard. Bard is oh, yeah. Bard helps yep. me. It's not great with like written descriptions. I haven't been able to figure out how to, to ask the right questions to get it to do it like a uh, uh, eloquent like description. Mm -hmm. But it's great at coming up with keywords and keyword phrases, obviously, because yeah. it is tied to Google and it is yep. tied to YouTube. And so that's what I use it for. I almost take a, a generic description of a video or even a transcription. I'll plug yeah. it into Bard and I say, okay, come up with the top whatever keywords based yeah. on this current description. And it'll spit it out so fast. And then I'll take that information plus the transcription and plug that into ChatGPT yeah. and ask for, you know, to use both. It's really an, it's an amazing thing how quickly you can do that. Once you get processes and systems in place, and then it's just a copy and paste. It's really simple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you asked me about my scripting. I do most of my scripting out. Now, I know people just, there's some people out there that are really good with outlines and just talking on the fly. I like having everything scripted out. So I know that, again, every sentence is worthwhile. I'll take that whole script, drop it into chat GPT and tell it the title that I have, and then it'll feed me the description. I also tell it what keywords I want it to use in the description. Um, so the other AI that I use, if you're going to be serious with um, YouTube, is you probably want to invest in something like vidIQ. The other option would be TubeBuddy. Uh, what I use vidIQ for primarily, it does have AI stuff built into it, but what I use for it primarily is the keyword research. Yeah, that's super cool. That's super valuable, man. I appreciate you sharing all that. Yeah. Greg, is, is there anything else that, that you can think of to ask Justin while we have him on the hot seat here about YouTube? No, I'm good. I'm learning all about YouTube. So Yeah, uh, you're starting your channel next week. Yeah, right. I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is all good information. So it's good to see what Justin does in the background because I know Justin does 100% of all that stuff for our podcast. I'm not going to pretend that I do uh, very much on the YouTube side. So uh, yeah, it's cool to see the background. Yeah. 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 So that's why I knew this would be a super valuable conversation. I knew that you are doing it actively, very actively yeah. every day of, of your working life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe this one last question is, so let's get say a two minute video versus a nine or 10 minute video. Just give me a ballpark beginning to end. How long does it take typically now that you're, I would say seasoned and experienced, right? How many videos yeah. do you have uploaded to YouTube at this point? Oh, it's probably like 170, but I bet you like 100 or like 80 of them are shorts. So if we're counting long form, I probably have like 60 to somewhere between 60 and 80 long forms. And I'd say too, like the caveat on that is probably only the last 15 that I've done are what I would consider researched videos. Like I researched ahead of time to determine, okay, I should make this video. Um so with all those caveats in place and I get yeah. it in, but it's so at the same time though, you're getting better, yeah. right? You're, yeah. you're learning through those processes. So now yeah. that you've started from zero and you're up to, let's call it 80, mm -hmm. how long is it? So like that nine minute video that just launched just an hour ago. Yeah. Give me a yeah. The nine minute video. So usually what I do in order to save myself, I have two different in my mind formats of video. One's really engaging with lots of B-roll and changing footage. The longer ones are more about the content and just me kind of talking like I am now. Um, in general, what I'll say is it takes about an hour per minute of editing. Wow. So if you're talking, yeah. So like on Monday, I'll release uh, this video that's only three and a half minutes long, and it will have taken me probably three to four hours to edit the final product. Now to write it, 
again, depending on how long it is like that and how much I need to do research outside of if it's something I just know already, I can create it. But if I need to research it a lot more then that'll take time as well. So yeah, we're talking like a 10 minute, the 10 minute video that released today in its entirety probably took about 15 hours of work um, from research to recording to editing to creating the thumbnail, coming up with the title, creating the description, and posting those is probably 15 hours per a 10 minute video. Some dedication like, right there. That's yeah. the thing. So like that, I want to tell people that not to scare them off or be like, wow, look at him. He's so he works so hard. It's like that's the type of like if you think about the the big YouTubers that everybody always compares themselves and others to, like Mr. Beast, right? Like he's the go-to because he's got the largest subscriber base. His videos take weeks and months to create and however many hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you want to know, like, is and, this and worth the team. doing and the massive yeah. team? Sure. Um, and you're a one-man yeah. band. A one-man band, very boring videos in comparison to Mr. Beast's videos, but it's a different it's a different genre. <laughs> so I'm not going to let you start, stop us there because, no, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, your stuff is very good. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've only been recently in, introduced to each other in the last two or three or four months, right? So then I was, I've been engaged with your, your content, and that's why I wanted to get you on. You are a YouTube expert, even though you are putting yourself down and not and yeah. doubting things. <laughs> well, it's the perfectionist, you, right? Like I know where I want to be one day. But we and, all do, man. Yeah. We all do. You're asking yeah. me about the podcast. Yeah, I want to have a gazillion subscribers and, you know, <laughs> sitting on a yacht um, recording video but no we're sitting in our spare bedrooms or a metric wherever. crap ton of followers right <laughs> <laughs> to get technical <laughs> but the idea though there again is that authenticity and i yeah. appreciate you sharing that because yeah. that's what i think will be super valuable to those that are listening is is the reality of what it takes to so if you folks if you go out and watch justin's content you will now have a special eye yeah. to, for what he does and yeah. realize because when i see him do it I mean, I watch a video, I'm like, holy cow, because I just know the effort that it takes. So I, I've been editing my podcast in the background, which is simply just uh, audio. I mean, yeah. I have some video in there as well, which I just kind of chop it both at the same time. But it takes about twice as long yeah. than, the, than the audio itself, mm -hmm. sometimes three times, depending on, on the guest, meaning it depends on if there's a lot of ums. And I do try to take some of those out yeah. if they're really bad, right? Bad meaning just long. But it'll take two to three times the the length of the the audio or video to get a complete to get a completed uh, uh, file yeah and so yeah for you to say what 10 15 times the amount mm -hmm. of time to yeah so yeah that's why i wanted to have this conversation man because yeah. you're killing it i really yeah. think you are and you're just a matter of time for the right people at the right time to catch your message from uh, from going to the next level and even teaching and coaching others. I think that that could be something that you could do as well. Uh, and then, yeah, cause it's just super cool what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah. Greg, any other final words, man? I think we'll probably put a bow on this one and yeah, I got nothing, but up and <laughs> nothing at all today. No, I'm, I'm learning. Like I said, so this is all, this is all good. This is really uh, insightful. Yeah. So that's where I kind of had this idea, right? I think all three of us have different specialties, mm -hmm. right? I think we all focus on certain areas that I think that if we can just pepper each other with questions, 
and be willing to be honest and open, just like what you've been today, Justin. I think that yeah. it can be number one, super valuable for the listener, but then we can both all learn because you're teaching us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's where it's super fun. Well, yeah, I just thought about that in terms of like you guys have written and been published authors in books. I've not done that. I've written blogs and stuff and there's stuff I could learn from you and be like, what does that process even look like? How long did one chapter take you? Because I think everybody, I, I always generalize, but like it, knowing how I typically operate, I'd be sitting down and be like, I could write a chapter in a book. That'll take me what, two hours? And I'm sure it didn't take you guys it's, two hours to it's do. It's longer than you think. Longer, yeah. than, two hours. <laughs> yeah. it's longer than two hours. Right. You mean yeah, Chat GPT didn't write that for you? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I think that was before Chat. Mine was before Chat GPT even came out. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely more than a couple of hours. But yeah, yeah that's so. Mark that down, Justin. Yeah. Keep that in mind as another potential topic because that's what I'm talking about. I think that if we can all just you the one you're the one that brought the word to my mind right the collaboration piece if we mm -hmm. can just collaborate together number one we're going to create some good content yep. some authentic content content that we can all use and that hopefully will be valuable to those that are showing up listening whether they're live or whether that's in the replay i think it's going to be super fun yep agreed love it so folks yeah well there you go i like that boom so <laughs> folks we appreciate you being here, whether you are have been joining us live or you're going to catch this in replay. We, we really appreciate your time. That's the most valuable commodity there is out there. And for you to spend it with us, we are uh, really humbled, but super excited to keep bringing this to you, right? This was just a concept, an idea that I had that I shared with the guys. They said, yeah, let's try it. And we're just going to give it a shot and go. And, and even after today's episode, I think this is going to be I think this is going to be fun to at least yeah. go for a little while. And mm -hmm. I think it can be super valuable. So if you would be gracious enough to leave us a comment, leave us a review, leave us anything to let us know that, yes, I like this. No, I don't like that. Try this. Maybe you've got a topic that you know the three of us would be able to, to hammer down on. We would love to hear that information as well. And then we'll just keep coming back. But keep in mind, uh, if you want to learn more from Justin and, and Greg, mm -hmm. the All In Mindset podcast, that's the place to go. Their yeah. content, as I and I've been following them since the beginning, is getting better and better and better every single episode. And I really mean that, guys. I really mean it. It's getting better all the time. This last Monday's episode, the solo episode with Justin, is the one that brought on and spurred on this conversation here today. So I encourage you to go do that. And if you have a chance, the Rich Mind Podcast. <laughs> yes. No, your podcast is good too. I appreciate that. I'm trying. I'm having a blast doing it. That's yeah. been the most, it's, it's fun. So even the editing process and I, the little, the itty bitty thumbnails that I create and all that, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just a, it's been a, a blast. And so Justin, and you helped me with, you know, coming up with some pivots and things that I've done. Same thing with you, Greg, we talk almost every week. So I appreciate the effort and the energy that you guys have given to me as well. So folks, I think we're going to call this live stream a wrap today. Uh, go out there, follow us if you don't mind, share this with family and friends, and we'll look forward to coming back to you in the next week or two. We'll just kind of see how our schedules meet. All right, guys. Talk All right. soon. All right. Yeah. See ya. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review, and you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor Jim Roden shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends. Oh,